0: Of a bachelor degree nursing program. Over the years, I've learned that students have an immense amount of confusion and questions when they leave didactic, which makes applying what they are learning nearly impossible to the clinical setting. I want to break down the basics so that you can continue to build upon your knowledge and put the pieces together. Hi everybody and welcome to today's episode of Let's Review RN. Today we are talking all about Cushing's Syndrome. Cushing syndrome occurs when your body is exposed to high levels of the hormone cortisol for a long period of time. It can also be referred to as hypercortisolism. If you've listened to the previous two episodes on Addison's disease and Addisonian crisis, the first part of today's episode will be a review of the pathophysiology of the regulation of adrenal gland secretion of cortisol and aldosterone. The adrenal glands sit on top of the kidneys and are comprised of two endocrine organs one wrapped around the other. The outer adrenal cortex secretes many different steroid hormones, including glucocorticoids such as cortisol, mineral corticoids such as aldosterone, and androgens, which are sex hormones. The inner adrenal medulla secretes catecholamines. These are epinephrine, norepinephrine, and dopamine. We are specifically talking about the adrenal cortex and the hypersecretion of cortisol, which is endogenous Cushing syndrome, or the exposure of increased levels of oral or injected steroids over a long period of time, which causes exogenous Cushing syndrome or Cushing's disease. Cortisol is considered the stress hormone. It helps your body cope with stress such as illness, trauma, and emotional stress. It also increases our blood glucose levels and helps to regulate carbohydrate, protein, and fat metabolism. Now let's review the negative feedback that assists in the release and regulation of these steroids. Starting in the brain, your hypothalamus releases CRH, this stands for corticotropin releasing hormone, which tells the pituitary gland to release ATCH, which stands for adrenocorticotropic hormone. This stimulates the adrenal cortex to release cortisol. Remember, with a negative feedback loop, the end product will reduce the initial stimulation of the cascade. So, in this normal functioning adrenal cortex feedback loop, enough circulating cortisol will trigger the hypothalamus to stop producing CRH to slow the cascade of events. Cushing syndrome can develop from a cause outside of your body. Again, this is referred to as exogenous. Cushing syndrome. One example is taking oral corticosteroid medications in high doses over an extended period of time. These medications, such as prednisone, have the same effect in the body as does cortisol produced by your body. Oral corticosteroids may be necessary to treat inflammatory diseases, such as rheumatoid arthritis, lupus asthma, or if they are used to prevent your body from rejecting a transplanted organ. So corticosteroid medications such as prednisone act in the body the same way cortisol does, and therefore exposure of corticosteroids at high or even low doses over a long period of time will exceed your body's normal requirements of cortisol and can cause side effects resulting in Cushing syndrome. It's also possible to develop Cushing syndrome from injectable corticosteroids. Injectable corticosteroids are things like injections for joint pain, bursitis, or back pain. Patients can also receive high doses of steroids from inhaled steroid medications, which are used to control asthma. External steroid creams are used for treatment of dermatological disorders such as eczema, and these are less likely to cause hypercortisolism or Cushing's disease, but they are exogenous forms of steroids that are being introduced to the body, so we want to always be thinking of outside sources of steroids in Cushing's syndrome. Cushing's disease is a result of excessive cortisol levels due to endogenous reasons. This is when your body's own overproduction of cortisol occurs. This can be caused by excess production by one or both adrenal glands or overproduction of the ACTH hormone, adrenal corticotropin hormone, which normally regulates cortisol production. So this can be caused from a pituitary gland tumor, which is releases excess cortisol. This is a non-cancerous or benign tumor of the pituitary gland, which causes an excess amount of ACTH, which in turn then stimulates the adrenal glands to make more cortisol. Benign pituitary gland tumors are much more common in women and is the most common form of endogenous Cushing syndrome. Another cause is an ACTH secreting tumor. So these are tumors which can either be benign or cancerous and are usually found in either the lungs, the pancreas, the thyroid, or the thymus gland. And they secrete excess ACTH, which then stimulate the adrenal cortex to release high levels of cortisol. Another cause of Cushing's disease would be a non-cancerous tumor of the adrenal cortex called an adrenal adenoma. And an adrenal, adrenal adenoma or an ad- adrenal cortex tumor, they are rare, but they can lead to Cushing's syndrome due to high levels of cortisol production. Lastly, familial Cushing syndrome is rare, but it is a cause that can be seen for Cushing's disease. This is an inherited tendency to develop endocrine gland tumors, resulting in a disturbance to the cortisol levels causing Cushing's disease. Now let's talk about what a patient will look like when they present with Cushing syndrome. So very often patients will have weight gain and fatty tissue deposits, particularly around their midsection. And these fat deposits can occur on the upper portion of the back as well, resulting in a hump, which is called a dorso cervical fat pad or also a buffalo hump. They can have a round moon-shaped face. They often have pink or purple stretch marks called striae on the skin of the abdomen, thighs, the breast or and the arms. They can have thinning, fragile skin that bruises and tears easily. Hyperglycemia is often seen in Cushing syndrome. Slow healing of cuts, they or insect bites or even infections. Patients may often have acne if um they can also have thicker or more visible body and facial hair, and they can have irregular or absent menstrual periods. For This is abnormal for women. Um, signs and symptoms in men can be decreased libido, decreased fertility, and erectile dysfunction. And other signs you may see are severe fatigue, muscle weakness, um new or worsening high blood pressure, and also depression and anxiety over all the physical changes. Treatment for Cushing's syndrome and Cushing's disease is determined by whether you have Cushing's syndrome, which is caused by external use of steroids used to treat other conditions, or Cushing's disease, which is when high cortisol levels are caused by your body's own response to overproduce cortisol. So the one of the main goals with patients who take um, exogenous forms of of steroids, such as prednisone, is that we want to try to reduce the dose, um, and so even a small reduction over a period of time will still adequately manage your condition, but hopefully minimize the side effects caused by the high levels of excess steroids. Um, We want to make sure that patients are aware, though, that they should not abruptly discontinue these medications because they can lead to deficient cortisol levels. For patients who have Cushing's disease, which is when you have high levels of cortisol caused by your body's response to overproduced cortisol, treatments include surgery. So if this is caused by a Cushing syndrome um, tumor, your doctor may recommend surgical removal of the tumor. So pituitary tumors are typically removed by a neurosurgeon. And if the tumor is present in an adrenal gland, lungs, uh, or the pancreas, then the specialized surgeon will remove the tumor depending on the location of that tumor. Patients will require cortisol replacement after the tumor is removed, but often patients then are able to taper off this treatment as their cortisol levels will return to normal. Radiation therapy can be utilized in conjunction with surgical removal of the tumor. If the entire tumor is not able to be removed, um, then the patients can utilize the radiation therapy or patients who are not candidates to undergo surgery, then also utilize radiation. Uh, Radiation can be given in small doses over a six-week period, or a technique called stereotactic radiosurgery. And basically what this is, is it's a procedure um, that delivers a one-time dose of radiation to the tumor, and the radiation exposure to the surrounding tissue then is minimized. As far as medication treatments, there are medications that can be utilized to control excessive production of cortisol at the adrenal gland. And also, there's a medication called Mifepristone, which is approved for people with Cushing's syndrome who have type 2 diabetes or glucose intolerance. And Mifepristone does not decrease cortisol production, but it blocks the effects of cortisol on your tissue. A newer medication for Cushing's syndrome is signifor, and it works by decreasing ACTH production from the pituitary tumor. Um, This medication is given as an injection twice a day, and it's often used when pituitary surgery is not recommended or unsuccessful for patients who have Cushing's disease, which is caused by a pituitary tumor. Side effects of medication can often include diarrhea, nausea, high blood sugars, Um, headaches, abdominal pain, and fatigue. Now let's talk about some nursing interventions for these patients with Cushing syndrome. So we want to, obviously we're going to prep our patients if they're going to undergo any type of surgery to remove um, any pituitary gland tumors or for patients who will have adrenalectomies. um, And then We want to educate them on the fact that they will need cortisol replacement, and we'll want to educate patients regarding their medications and how to take them. So telling them that they need to make sure they're taking their medications at the same time every day and do not abruptly stop their medications is a priority education and teaching point. We want to monitor their blood sugar levels. We will also monitor potassium levels and monitor for signs and symptoms of infection. Uh, We also want to give these patients a lot of emotional support. And lastly, we'll monitor for side effects of medications such as nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, headaches, and abdominal pain. And we will also want to monitor liver enzymes when patients are on oral medications for Cushing's disease as some of the medications can have side effects of liver toxicity. Well, that's all I have today. I thank you all for being here again, week to week, learning with me. And if you have time, I would really appreciate you rating and reviewing the podcast as your words may be just what the next person needs to hear to come learn with us. This podcast is for general information review purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine or nursing. The use of this information or any materials provided by Let's Review RN are at the user's own risk. This content is not intended to be a substitute for educational teachings through students' educational institutes or organizations.